On this episode, we are going to discuss how to increase your conversion rates on your front-end products and high-ticket solutions with something called CECOM. I'm Devin Herz. Welcome to this week's DMC Marketing Nugget. Are you ready to break through the glass ceiling and generate an extra six to seven figures in your business? If so, join us today as we have special guest, founder of Amplify Seacom, Paul Ace, joining us all the way from the UK. Welcome, Paul. Hey, Devin. Great to be on the show and give some value to your audience. Uh, we're excited to have you here. I know you got a lot of great things going on in your business. And as a, a marketing person, we love learning new tricks of the trade, uh, what's going on, what's working, things are changing all the time. So we're, we're glad to have you here. Um, so how did you get started in this line of marketing, Paul? Yeah, well, I actually used to be a wedding singer. So, you know, that natural, natural progression from wedding singer <laughs> to marketing and I just started marketing my own stuff online, trying to figure out, you know, the whole online game and then came into this conversational commerce thing a little bit more when we started up a bridesmaid's dress business off the back of the wedding singing business. And I started learning about these messenger bots. I started learning about SMS and then like, how could we create this amazing customer experience through the whole journey? And what one of the things that I learned was, um, for example, when someone abandon the car well what if we called every single abandoned car which sounds a bit crazy to do but we called every single one um and we created automations that meant i got notified straight away as soon as as soon as someone abandoned the car and then i had this script that i went through i could fill in this little form and then by the end of it we close about 20 30 maybe sometimes even 40 percent of those abandoned cars because by the end of it you find out why they didn't buy uh, built rapport with them and then finally thank you very much for your time so then what i do at the end of it i'd say i've got this discount code for you to say thank you and then i guide them through the sales process and actually get them to buy while i was still on the phone with them um and then i realized well that's actually these things are quite helpful and then i, I learned it for other things for example like when someone places an order i record them a personal video message even when they ordered a sample of the fabric okay. I, and because i created this level of service and this level of automation and conversation going on all the time then it meant we were able to scale a lot faster and reduce our cost per acquisition which is what everyone's looking for right and then i started applying that to other businesses and then i realized this works really really well when you start applying it to online marketing coaching consulting and things like that and then we started working with seven figure businesses and it's just gone from there Nice, nice. Well, I'm definitely excited to dive in as some of the results that you've generated have been phenomenal uh, with your CECOM concept. Um, so let's king, kick things off here and explain to us the meaning of CECOM. Sure. So CECOM stands for conversational commerce. And the reason we call it CECOM is because over time people get lazy, right? People don't go, oh, have you been on an electronic commerce site? They say, oh, oh I'm in e-com. So everyone's going to be calling it Seacom in a few years time. So we thought, let's just get ahead of the curve. And conversational commerce and Seacom is all about like creating this hybrid between having conversation with the customers and at the same time, automating some of that to create a human-like customer experience. So automating the start of the conversation like you would normally have a conversation and then handing over to humans at the right point of the conversation to finish that sale off. So it's that hybrid between uh, human-like 
and human experience. And that's where, and I know we're going to talk about this in a short while, but the 80-20 rule, right? So that, that's where that 80-20 rule comes from. Okay, so yeah, we've all heard of the 80-20 rule, I think, and in this instance is maybe a little bit different because you're talking about applying this to automation, correct? Yeah, so we, you know, 80% of the results come from 20% of the actions. So we were like, how do we breed conversation with as many prospects as possible to find out a feedback loop from those customers? Because the more you're getting feedback from the customers and using their language patterns in your marketing, the more you're using the exact words that they're saying, the more sales you're going to close and the higher conversion rates are going to be. Sure. So we were like, well, we haven't got time for, you know, just think of the cost involved with someone literally speaking to every single person when you've maybe got a thousand leads coming in every day. So we're like, well, what can we do? Well, what would we say if we were going to do that? And then how can we automate that? So not going, I'll give you an example. Like, if someone abandons a car at checkout, what do you usually get? Like, you know, you've probably been probably been on some stores before and it's like, hey, you left items in your car. You're like, yeah, yeah, duh, yeah I did because I know I did. So <laughs> and then they go, go back and finish your car. And that's it. There's, there's no conversation there. There's no building a rapport. So what we look at doing is going, well, how can we actually start a conversation at that point? So our first message will be something like, uh hey i noticed you started getting this you, and you didn't finish i just wondered it did something break or did something go wrong can you just let me know i'll get it fixed asap and we've had as high as a 40 percent response rate on that message we've used it across sms messenger we've used it on an email and when you use that message then what you can do is take that information put it into a google sheet have the customer support person put it into google sheet then you've got all these responses of all the reasons why people didn't buy so instead of like, you know, putting your finger in the air and, and guessing and going, right. oh, I think this is what people didn't buy, just ask people. So what happens is then, then you can hand over to the human side of things to answer that specific objection. But then you're like, well, that still takes a lot of time. So, well, what if we could automate part of that by going, well, let's take a set of templates, right? That when we know when we say that in that particular way to that particular person, then that gets the result that we want. So then we look at going, okay, well, let's use these message templates. And then they have to press two buttons as opposed to press it, like typing out this whole message every time. Sure. And then, well, how can we take it even further with the 80 20 rule? So 80% of the results from 20% of the actions. Well, what if we handled every one of those objections in the retargeting? So what if we had retargeting ads that handled every one of those objections with the exact language patterns that your customers are using? And what if we had emails that follow up? with a story in each one of a testimonial that answers that objection. So the, what we do is when we go into a business, we start off, we take that, and then we start creating these objection handling sequences afterwards based off the testimonials that we've already been given. And that makes a ton of sense, right? I mean, you're actually finding out what's going on with the client. You're able to get those objections out in the open and then answer any questions that they have. And then you're able to automate it. Now, in some of the podcasts that I've listened to that you've spoken, uh, you mentioned embedded commands. Um, what are they and why are they so powerful in marketing? Yes, yeah, so embedded commands are massive. In, and you may already be thinking, Devin, right, right now, what is... What is an embedded command? How can I use it in my business? And uh, and what is that gonna do for me? Now, I just did like two or three embedded commands in there because I started to pre-frame in your mind what you were thinking. 
right? So you might be thinking right now in your mind, and you're, and what are you doing now? You're going, yes, yeah, right. Yeah. What's so, embedded in me? Yeah, tell me, tell me. Right. <laughs> uh, um, and now you, now you want to know that more. And at the same time, even if you weren't thinking about that to start off with, now, now, now I've got you thinking down that direction. So that's okay. one way of using embodied command. So you may, you may be thinking, perhaps as you start to notice this perhaps you're going to start noticing this right now and and then they're like yeah i am noticing that right now so it's actually kind of like using hypnotic language patterns so right. th those same kind of things and you but you can use that in conversation without it feeling like hypnosis or some kind of woo woo right because we just had that conversation now and I, I said that to you and you didn't go are you doing something weird to me paul like, like now you just went yeah yeah no yeah i want to know that as well so yeah. the more you start using that in the conversation, the language patterns, the more you can create an image in someone's mind. And for example, I was, I was writing some copy today for someone for a video sales letter. And yes. I, I was like, I don't know what it is for you, but you may be thinking right now about what it would be like when you're putting those Mickey Mouse ears on and you're, you're walking, skipping down the street to Disneyland on main street, looking at everything around because you know now where you are that you're able to go and do that and you look around and you go that's because i did this and then so what you've done you've, you've created the picture in the person's mind you may be thinking that you may not you're not going think of this right now because that doesn't work yeah. um and here's the other magical thing about using the language patterns is the words don't and no so the brain does not recognize the words don't so for example devin don't, whatever you think, whatever you do right now, I don't want you to think about a pink elephant in the corner of the room with roller skates on. <laughs> Devin, what are you thinking uh, of right now? Of course, I'm seeing that pink elephant with roller skates on. You're pretty good at this. <laughs> I just told you not to think of it. I said, don't think of it. Right? So yeah, it's, right. Um, the, where a lot of people make mistakes in copying and when they're writing these conversational experiences is they use things like don't miss out. It's like one of the worst things you can write in copy. Don't forget what have you just told everyone to do. To Don't be late. <laughs> yeah. Be late. So, yeah. so for example, let's say you've got a webinar, right? Okay. So many people in the copy, they say, "Don't be late." Don't be late to the webinar. What does everyone do? I'm going to be late. Yeah. Rather than the other way around, remember to be on time because totally totally, di totally different mind yeah totally different yeah. mind pattern when you say that exactly because and tony robbins says it best where focus goes energy flows so wherever you put the focus of that conversation that's where the mind's going to head okay. and so something else around those language patterns it's not so much of an embedded command but you can also ask for a no and i learned this from chris voss uh in the book never split the difference okay and so instead of it's really hard sometimes to get someone to say yes. Okay, so if, if I'm like, if, if I if I said to you originally, and I, I reckon we may have even done this in the, in the outreach to you, Darren, uh, Devin, about being on the podcast to start off with. So what it may be like, instead of going, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast, right? That's one angle. And, and right. you're like, oh God, everyone's always asking to be on my podcast. But if I switched it the other way and said, would it be a crazy idea for you to consider us being on your podcast? No, it wouldn't be a crazy idea. Okay, cool. Should we do it then? Right? So when you're asked for the no instead of the yes, 
the compliance rate then starts to go up and you can use those same kind of language patterns if someone's not responding to you so let's say you've had a client they've gone through the sales process and not got to the end um they've said hey i want to go ahead and then they've just gone silent you know we've all we've all had one of those that have just gone completely silent oh, and then yeah. you might send an email that just says have you gave up on this yeah nothing else hey just just wanted to check if you gave up on the idea of us working together no i haven't oh okay cool so what's holding you back right now but if you said hey are you ready to get started no i'm not okay love so it. it's using it. those language patterns all the time to guide people through the sales process i think those are incredible nuggets right there that could be used across all different things whether it's conversation and your direct response copy um, i know my team uh, you know we always try to position ourselves as like how can we tell that story right storytelling mm -hmm. is becoming such a big buzzword um, we see these words pop up in marketing and they have like a good shelf life of a good year or so and then they kind of get a little numb to them but storytelling is really what it's about i think that'll be something that continues in the future as well because people want to understand what you've gone through, what you know, how should they relate to you? So the way that you're talking about doing it is just tweaking some language there that immediately gets a response that you're probably wanting to hear. So I love that. Uh, I will probably take some of those and put those uh, to use right away in, in some of our topics and sales conversations. So those are great. Now, um, conversational commerce uh, to sell the high ticket solutions. How do you really harness the power of that and how do you use it to sell? Yeah, so when, when I spoke before about, you know, what we did with the bridesmaids dresses, mm -hmm. um, I was like, well, how, how can we apply the same kind of principle to to high ticket programs? So what one of the things that we looked at was, well, what if we broke down every single pipeline stage to understand exactly exactly where people are dropping off in the journey or not not always dropping off, but getting stuck, right? So just imagine it like, like you're a plumber and and the, and the water's water's running through the pipe running through the pipe and then at some point you're just like seems to keep getting stuck there i'm not sure what's what's going on there but there must be some kind of blockage so we looked at well how can we apply conversational commerce there so it's usually because someone's got an objection that they haven't overcome or they need more personal touch they need that hand holding and that confidence of like okay you're a real business I can trust you and all that kind of stuff. So if you're selling a product for like $27, $37, great. Just flick up an order page, happy days. And with the right kind of video and messaging, yeah, you can sell those kind of things. When it comes to like selling a $5,000, a $10,000, maybe a $25,000, there needs to be some more of a rapport built there. Now, does that have to be with the owner? Not necessarily. So what we look at is how can we create multiple touch points at every stage of the customer journey so when it gets to the end of that customer journey when it gets to the point where we're like hey now it's time to now it's time to invest in yourself and it's a 5k or 10k then they're already so pre-framed and so much rapport has been built that they're naturally going to take the next step or then if there is a blockage for example let's say someone has bought paid 497 for a deposit but hasn't paid for the 5k product well, what do you do with those people, right? So you might have, let's say you've got 10 people a day that have gone to pay the deposit and not pay the remainder and they just got stuck in there. Now, some people won't even notice that they're there because they haven't created the pipeline stages to say why people are getting stuck. So that's stage number one. Stage number two is to go, 
well, what could we do to create a personal touch at that point to get people over the line? So, for example, the owner could go and do a personal video message to each single person on, on that list who has got stuck at that stage. Now, let's say that's 10 people a day, right? It's 10 people a day, 30-second video. That's taken that owner five minutes per day. That closes one out of those 10 people. That's $10,000. So five minutes work, $10,000. Would you do that every day? Would you spend five minutes a day to make $10,000? I think anyone out there would take that, uh, take advantage of that, absolutely. Right, and unless you're worth more than 60, yeah, unless you're worth, more, what, $120,000 an hour? If you're worth more than 120, yeah, it's, and there's not gonna be that many of those people uh, listening, right? So that is, that is the principle behind it is, understand there's a trifecta psychology technology and dataology one does not work without the other you can have the perfect psychology you can understand the customer you can use their language patterns but if you haven't got the right technology you can't scale that because you're doing everything one-on-one -on -one. you can have the best technology but if you're not got the right messaging and the right psychology then the technology is pointless and then you can have the right technology and the right psychology but if you don't understand where people are dropping off and where to put your focus and your attention on and what improvement that's making by taking those actions, then you're not going to get anywhere either. So that's why you need the right dataology as, as well. And then you can have the right data. But if you don't have the right psychology and technology, then nothing works. So you have to have the trifecta of the three all the time. Right. And then I think listening to this, it's like, okay, how do I analyze this? And I would say as a business owner, it's very hard to analyze your own business and see all these analytics while you're trying to run your business. So teaming up with an outsourced marketing team, people like yourself, that's where some of that automation really comes into play. It's going to save you time, save you energy. It's going to get details that you may, your team or you may have never even gotten, and that's going to help drive things forward for you. So I think those are all amazing tips. And now you have a way that you're tying in the software, uh, text messaging, and really harnessing the power of all that all in one to help a client out, right? Yeah. And, you know, so for example, recently we, we had a client that had done a live challenge and off the, off the back of that challenge, he, um, he got people to apply for the high ticket, high ticket program. Okay. Now there was a percentage of those people it was, I think it was around a thousand people that, that hadn't applied for the high ticket program. They hadn't shown in any interest at all. They hadn't raised a hand and said, Hey, yeah, I want this. So we were like, let us have that list and, and see, let's, let's see what we can do with it. So we took that list, we put it in an SMS message. We sent them an SMS message that got them to raise a hand to say, would you be interested in this thing? So we, we approached them on a different medium. From that, we got around a 20% response rate off the back of it. Bear in mind, these people hadn't replied for anything, right? So they were deadly, if not. We made $75,000 in extra revenue over SMS, no phone calls. Wow. Just by having a back and forth conversation over SMS, just going, hey, you know, would you like this thing? Yeah, great. What are your desires? What uh, and what are your pains? What have you tried already that's not worked? Great. It sounds like it could be a good fit. Here's a link to go and buy it. It's a little bit more complex than that, but that's the simple version sure. of it. 
Okay. Yeah, no, I love, love hearing that. And I, I think the use of text messaging and when we all live on our cell phones, right? So to be able to hit them right in their hands, that's awesome. Um, and something that people should consider because uh, you definitely get inundated everywhere else. Might as well hit them on their cell phone as well and add that to the marketing mix. So I know you started off, you said as a wedding singer of all things. Um, yeah. So as you've gone through your business and grown your business, what would be one thing that you may have done differently or one bonus nugget that you want to share with business owners and salespeople out there? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if I was to revisit some of the businesses that I've been in before is one of the big things is know your numbers because okay. I didn't know my numbers when I was doing the bridesmaid's dress business. I didn't know the, our return policy correctly. Um, so we had a 90 day return policy, but I was working out like just to uh, get your head around this, you, you might do, you might not. But I was working out the number based on that month's sales. So I was looking at a return rate and saying it was 12%. But in fact, when the sale had occurred and the refund then went through, it was actually 30% return rate. So what was happening is the more we were scaling, the more the returns were coming back. And then I basically built this self, self-fulfilling self monster of, of things where we were putting money in and we were getting this money in and then more money was coming out. And then as we scaled more, then more money was coming out. And then by the time we realized we had $25,000 come back in two months and we were working month to month cash flow. I had no, one of the biggest things that I learned after that was having buckets. So we have now, now personally, I have a, you know, my operating expenses account. I have a fund bucket. I have an investment bucket, a savings bucket. Everything gets segmented every single month in the business and also personal. So by doing that, you never run out of money because everything's segmented. So that was like, for me, a massive thing is that's why one of our core values is numbers. So we have our core values are we ripen. So wow, uh, effectiveness, responsibility, innovation, personal growth, excellence, and numbers. They are all based off the previous failures that we've had in the past. And we went, okay, well, when we do all these things, things work. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, I've said this in a handful of episodes. We learn from our mistakes. So that's why we're doing this show too, right? Because we can educate people. We can give them the ups and downs that we've been through, provide advice, um, and build authority at the same time. So I, I think um, all the information there was phenomenal. Uh, so if anyone out there is ready to increase their conversion rates, how should they get a hold of you, Paul? Sure. So you can go to amplifycom.com and there is a seven figure audit on there. So this is, this is the exact process that we go through with seven figure businesses. When we first go uh, and look, look at their, their whole system, their whole process and uh, all the key points that are in there. So you can get access to the exact thing that we run through that we charge people thousands of dollars to go through. Um, you can get access for that absolutely free on AmplifyCcom.com. Really appreciate you doing that for all of our guests. Uh, thank you again for the, the great nuggets that you provided. Uh, definitely look forward to staying in touch and continuing our journey together and seeing how we can put our heads together on some of our marketing initiatives for us and our clients. So uh, thanks for being here, Paul. It's been great. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on the show as well, Devin. Have a great day. Uh, you as well. So be sure to share, like, and subscribe for more DMC Marketing Nuggets and visit dmcmarketingnugget.com to view all of our past episodes. Here's to your success.